0: Welcome to the Willow in the Windies with David Oram. Cricket, lovely cricket, at loss where I saw it. Cricket, lovely cricket, at loss where I saw it. He hardly tried his best, for that won the test. They gave the crowd plenty fun, the second test on West Indies won. With those little pals of mine...
1: Hello and welcome to The Willow in the Windies, the Caribbean Cricket Podcast with me, David Oram. I'll be looking at the recent major cricket news stories in the region in the company of my good friend, the renowned West Indies cricket commentator, Joseph Reds Pereira. Greetings Reds, how are you?
0: Oh, I'm very, very happy with the morning news and result that the West Indies beat Australia in the warm-up game. Quickly for our um, listeners to this um, programme, Australia 161, 9 of 20, of which Watson got 60. And uh, the Indies in reply, 162 for 7. We didn't start all that well. Charles, 14, holder, 6. Then came the hat-trick by Hazelwood <laughs> in, in getting Samuels bravo. holder and uh, bravo. But then Sammy came good after Russell got 29. Sammy, 50, 28 balls. Carlos Braffitt 33 from 14 balls, and then we had Nurse chipping in nicely with 12 from 15 balls, a winning partnership between himself and uh, Sami. Very, very good news in terms of the West Indies
1: build-up today, first
0: match against England
1: next Wednesday. Absolutely, yes. And, and literally, that game has uh, just finished against Australia uh, 10 minutes ago before we're uh, recording the, this chat, this weekly chat. And uh, as you say, great news for the West Indies to win that game. It will give them confidence going into the, the tournament. Um, Still some little bits of concerns though, Red. Uh, top order looks a bit odd and a bit lopsided. Yes, Gale wasn't uh, batting in the top four. Uh, Jason Holder opened the batting. That was a bit odd.
0: Yes, um, you know, you're doing a lot the discussions going on. This is the time to try, try out things, I suppose, uh, David. Mm-hmm. And they decided that they'll go for a pinch hitter. It, it didn't work, I think. Um, at the same time, they might have been just keeping Gale in Cottonwood. They might have tried Young Lewis or Fletcher. But um, I think whatever they were looking to learn from, uh, they, 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 they've got their, their, their answer. Um, but a very good bowling performance, a very good bowling performance uh, to keep Australia down to 161. Um, you know, he looks at Bravo, four of us, no business, four for 21, and Sodom and Ben, four of us, no business, three for 37. He bowled well against... Um, they both bowled well against India, mm. and uh, that's encouraging. Taylor, three of us, no business, not for 31. Didn't bowl as well as against India, uh, but the bowling looks like it may be able... To hold its own. I can see maybe one possible change and we'll be bold now. I don't see Samuels
1: playing. and yeah. like, i like to see maybe Carlos Braffett bat, batting even higher. No, that's no, in- interesting. That would be bold, but um, Samuels has been in poor form for some time. As you alluded to there uh, since we last uh, spoke, they, uh, the West Indies had a, a warm-up game against India, which they lost. But generally, I think they'll feel fairly confident going into this tournament. They've uh, had a little bit of wobbles in the top order, but Sammy's striking the ball well. Nurse has been in at the, uh, at the death in winning games a couple of times. They're probably near to knowing what their best side is, Reds. And, uh, yeah, there's many people that see them as one of the tournament's favourites. Um... I confess, I'm still a little worried. I still, however strong the West Indies are, I do think they're in quite a tricky group.
0: Yes, it's a top world championship to- tournament. Uh, you know, any every group is a tricky group. Every yeah. group is a tricky group. They, they they've got to beat one of the rated teams, really. Yeah. Um, assuming that they will beat one of the qualifiers, they've got to beat one of the rated teams. And on this form, there's every indication. That they they could, but the top order uh, very worrying. The top order very worrying, and I think I, if Gale comes back and maybe he starts with Charles, and I can see maybe Braffitt coming into the middle order to give it a little bit of steel.
1: Hmm. Because
0: Samuels' form has been very very poor. You just cannot keep playing him. Now he might turn around and score the most brilliant um, ODI
1: fifty possible just to prove me wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well. They- tournament proper gets underway uh, in the next few days for, for the West Indies as you say I mean they're in a group with England South Africa Sri Lanka and qualifier Afghanistan who shocked Zimbabwe yesterday. and I don't want to be alarmist uh, but even Afghanistan I don't think will be an easy game for the West Indies having watched them they have three spinners of good quality and on if the tracks are going to be like it's been in the early stages of the qualifying element of this tournament I don't think the West Indies batsmen will find it easy. I hope I'm just being um, uh, too overcautious. And uh, and uh...
0: no, I, I I support your your um, your take on Afghanistan. Cannot be underrated. They got two good quick bowlers at the top, both bowling at over 140 and getting up to 145. Mm. And uh, they've they've got these three spinners. No, they're they're not a bad bowling side, and they got a couple of hitters in. Yeah, they definitely, they cannot be underrated.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, West Indies are capable of beating any other side in the tournament. Um, let's hope that they win every match. Um, what have you made of the tournament so far, Res? We've just talked about Afghanistan. There's been a lot of rain, but have you have you enjoyed what you've seen? Well, I think uh, basically when you look at the early tournaments, you, you
0: you're learning about some of the smaller teams um, and Ireland, maybe. A little disappointing. Zimbabwe, a little disappointing.
1: Hmm. Um, but uh, you know, you've you've had um, what Omar? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, 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 they look pretty good. Well, uh, the, Oman um, about an hour from now, as we're speaking, uh, will play uh, in the final game in the other qualifying group against Bangladesh. One would expect Bangladesh to to beat them, um, and Bangladesh will be no pushover by any means in the other group. Also, since we last spoke, Red, uh, as again you mentioned there, Evan Lewis, he's coming to the squad for the injured uh, Lendell Simmons. Um, was that perhaps a surprise that he came in and not the likes of Dwayne Smith or Jonathan Carter? Well, the news in the wrong, it would have been either Smith or Carter, but um,
0: you know, the West Indies selectors are probably saying, well, let's look ahead. Uh, let us give a young man who has been I wouldn't say knocking at the door, but who's been at the door? Mm. uh, He's one for the future, and um, I think it's it's, it's a bold selection. Maybe right now they felt that 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 was the best uh, selection to to have made. We just want to see how how it would work out. But he's had some very promising performances, so it's not totally out of the blue.
1: Yeah. One other thing before we move away from the men's 2020 is uh, looking at the scores again from today's game. I'm encouraged by uh, the figures for, for Andre Russ. we bowled three overs for 22, which is OK at this level. A very useful 29 off uh, 15 balls. There is still this cloud that's going to hang over him throughout the competition, we understand, where it's of these uh, uh, missed drug tests and it's not going to be uh, dealt with until after the t- tournament. Well, there's
0: one we read out of the Jamaican press, which is scheduled. wise he, he? is in India,
1: mm. so uh, technically he's going to miss another one. But
0: unless they're going to take it there, unless they're going to go there to take it, um, you know, uh, it, it 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 will be recorded as an, another missed scheduled test. He's hoping that uh, um, you know it's cleared up and he he's not so. Sub- Suspended Because he'll be A big loss Against Australia And South Africa When the ODI Tri-Nation Comes to the Caribbean In in early June
1: Yeah yeah. Now that element of it Will have to be cleared up After the tournament It does leave a cloud Over him Throughout this But uh, this tournament Hopefully Just put it Away from him Out of his mind And uh, get on And play To his best of his ability We'll look briefly At the the women as well Reds They've got their own 2020 World Cup To fight Uh, They Eventually came away from South Africa with a two... They lost the last 2020 international, uh, but a generally successful tour of South Africa. What, what are their chances in the uh, women's uh, version of the 2020 World Cup?
0: And I would think very good overall. I mean, except the fact that they, they lost the last game um, through a, a very mysterious batting collapse. and I don't think that maybe their best team was playing. Um, I, I would think that they will have a very good chance... Of definitely getting into the semi-finals, mm. and once you're there, any number can play. Uh, they got a, they got good batting, they have reasonably good bowling, um, and uh, I think the batting has got depth. And once they fire, uh, I think they, they they should get very far in the tournament.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll be watching that closely as well, and uh, well, wish them the best of success. Uh, moving on. In the latest round of the uh, four day regional competition, uh, it kicked off again this, this weekend. Uh, we've had a couple of days as we speak, uh, Reds. And, uh, well, there's a couple of things to, to talk about. Um, one, um, in the Leeward Islands against Guyana game. Guyana, we're expecting to, to sew up the, uh, the tournament. They're having a tough time of it in the, the first two days of their game against the Leewards. The game also notable for the return of Kieran Powell. And the best batting from the Leewards for the tournament. Mm. It's nothing like a good
0: start to a competition. Um, from all reports, I read one where they said uh, was a solid-looking, matured 55 by the left-hander. And then you had Hodge uh, getting an unbeaten 100 and the tail wagging. I think Guyana might have made an error. Um, I mean, I haven't seen the pitch. But Guyana might have made an error on a pitch which probably helps more spin by not playing Moti. Yeah. and maybe including Barnwell. That would have been the expected change. They dropped one of the fast bowlers, Joseph, and included Moti, but it didn't go that way. And uh, the, the the spin, whatever they had, just couldn't get rid of the tail. And you had a, a long partnership towards the end, and the leavers have picked up some very quick wickets. The other game, well, Braffitt again showing his consistency, mm. um, helping to... to uh, Built a very strong base for a good score by Barbados, and uh, Trinidad has got a, a lot of batting to do. And uh, Jamaica, like the leewards, may be getting their best batting display. Uh, they've got uh, the windwards on the run at, at the end of the of, of, of two. And young Campbell, John Campbell, getting a hundred for Jamaica. So very encouraging from the Leewards Jamaica point of view. And I would think the Western West News Board and people who are worried about Leewards cricket uh, must be heartened um, by the performance um, of, of the Leewards and the Jamaican side, who uh, they were appealing to the public to be patient with this Jamaican side. Well, maybe the patience is bearing fruit. But the one disappointment is that no Darren Bravo yeah. has played yet for Trinidad Tobago, David, after playing for his club for all reports. And following the statement where he didn't want to go to India because he wanted to concentrate on the long format, why is the question he's not playing? And I would think that Clive Lloyd, Chairman of the Selectors, uh, the Rich Pybras, Director of it, should be asking directly what is happening with this contracted player to the West Indies board. Why?
1: Yeah. Well, perhaps I can help there, Reds, because something I learnt yesterday, and you're not the only one to ask that, we had uh, an email from a listener this week saying, well on earth is Darren Bravo, Um, but I did catch up with um, uh, Barry Wilkinson's line and length programme yesterday, and he made reference to the fact that on Keith Holder's mid-wicket radio show in uh, in Barbados this week, he had uh, Michael Muirhead on, the WICB CEO, and on that programme... Apparently, uh, Muirhead said that uh, the, the case with Bravo had been that he'd been involved in a freak accident and uh, that's what had been keeping him out of playing. Uh, today appeared on the uh, Trinidad and Tobago Cricket Board site that, uh, that this was actually a blow to the head that Bravo had... Uh, no more details than that, that he'd, uh, he'd suffered. Uh, and the indications are that he will play in the last round of matches. Well, that must
0: have happened after he played a couple of matches for Queen's Park. What I might do, David, um, for our program next week, maybe is call up uh, the president of, of Queen's Park from West Indies. We can keep a Derek Murray and get some further clearance on, on this matter. But the quicker he gets back into playing, it will be better for the West Indies once this India Four Test series is coming up.
1: Yeah, absolutely. The other bit of news I gathered from watching Lion and Length this week was uh, I'd, I'd seen comments on Twitter this week from Leon Johnson and Raymond Riefer, uh the Ghana players, and wasn't really sure what they, were, what they were talking about. They made it quite clear in that that they were very unhappy, the Ghana players, uh, with their meals and accommodation conditions for their game in the Leewards, with the Leewards. Um, you can tell us more about that, though, Reds, I believe. I saw the same. The
0: that you saw, uh, what I did was to quickly email Carl Beckford mm. and drew her attention to it. And she came back very quickly and said, Hi, Reds, um, we are aware of the situation. We are working with the host board to correct the problems, and we're using our staff here at the West Indies Board head office um, to, to support. Whatever action is necessary, but it wasn't maybe good for a professional franchise to see the the, the kind of of, of, of social media that was coming out. Yeah, and here is hoping it's a one-off because I think the West Indies board and all the franchise should maintain one standard, one standard. And if we're having tutor room, well. Tutor room means tutor room, and um, the feeding situation must be what is required in the year of
1: 2016. Yeah. Well, hopefully, we won't see a repeat of uh, that sort of thing going on in the professional era, um, and let's hope that that's all cleared up. Uh, what well, we're well, clear- David, I did see where the the player stayed in Barbados, and
0: mm. uh, that was that was excellent. I saw I went to the hotel where the guy he stayed here, and
1: the and they were quite comfortable. So this hopefully is just a one-off. Yeah, no, let's, let's hope that is the case. And as you say, uh, the West Indies cricket ball, when they were alert to it, uh, were quick to act. Uh, one other thing, while we're clearing things up, Red, is uh, a, a, a most notable piece of uh, listener feedback came straight after our show last week. Last week, I made reference to an article by Tony Becker when he had uh, seemed to suggest that there was thoughts that the Trinidad and Tobago cricket board ...might consider going it alone. I had a very nice email from the uh, president of the Trinidad and Tobago cricket board, as in uh, ...and he said uh, that having just listened to the very enlightening interview with the great Reds Pereira... ...I want to categorically deny any rumours about Trinidad and Tobago going it alone in world cricket. This matter was never discussed with or within the board in recent times... ...and it is an item that I as president will never entertain... I think he set the record straight there, Reds.
0: Yes, i uh, very, reassuring. I think
1: he went over the top
0: by describing of be, me being great. <laughs> we, are happy, we are happy that he and others are listening and he can come back to the show and quickly clarify uh, that position. And, uh, you know, we're here hoping that it continues to happen so that we can provide our, our, our listeners with an, a nice balance and up-to-date story
1: yeah no, absolutely it was it was great to have that feedback and always want to uh, set the record straight as we say caribbean cricket politics reds uh, when we spoke last time we were just starting to get the details from the west indies cricket board's quarterly board beating and more came out obviously in the subsequent day or so uh, it was announced that John Waby has been appointed to head a team reviewing former recommendations from the previous reports, uh, specifically the Lucky, Patterson and Wilkin reports. Uh, you must have read this, and what were your thoughts, Reds? Well, I welcome the,
0: the announcement. Um, I hope the board will stay with those persons named and have a tight Tree member committee meeting with the three gentlemen under which the reports are named. Wilkins, former Prime Minister Patterson, and, of course, Justice Lucky. Mm. I don't believe we need to have six people on this committee. It's too large, it's too bulgy, and uh, I don't believe that it's necessary. What is to me, is important is to get the interaction going as soon as possible, so it's not not seen as a PR campaign, but a real meeting of faces, meeting of minds over a table. I think the three men named by the West Indies Board are quite outstanding. I know uh, Clifford Reese very well. I've known Ricky Skerritt over the years and uh, although I have met uh, the kind gentleman from Jamaica, uh, his his background looks excellent. I just want to see a tight committee meeting with the three gentlemen in one country and not are seeing them separately.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think that is the concern that some people have, that uh, some of these things that they are saying they intend to do, the West Indies Cricket Board, could be purely cosmetic. Uh, We hope there's more substance to it. Uh, President Dave Cameron has seemed to suggest that what they are about to undertake does amount to compliance with the recent demands of CARICOM's Barito report. Um, Whether it is or not... Time will come to tell, but there's st- still been a great deal of criticism from the other side, feeling that they're not going far enough. Uh, Dr. Rudy Webster, the admired um, uh, critic and uh, analyst of West Indies cricket, uh, wrote quite eloquently this week, still very critical of the board. That uh, he he almost seems to suggest that a lot of this may, may even just be a smokescreen. I mean, do you feel there is enough substance to all of this, Reds? They're
0: gonna just have to wait and until- see. What will come out of it, that the headline for Dr. Webster's article was, um, give me your money, um, not your advice. Um, and that was carried. And, uh, you know, we, we just have to wait and see this, this ongoing, this ongoing uh, situation. And uh, here's hoping on the field of play, it is not reflected, which, which to me is, is, is very
1: important whilst this is being sorted out. No, I agree with you. We don't want this to escalate, but there does seem to be two quite uh, opposed sides in this argument in the West Indies Cricket Board and and those critics of it, um, some of them being Prime Ministers. Uh, Within within his article, Dr Webster even uh, said that it is within the scope and power of Prime Ministers and governments to withdraw national stadiums from the West Indies' use. I would hope that's something that's very unlikely, Reds. Well, I hope it never
0: comes to that. Um, you know, that will be very much against um, you know, uh, helping Western East cricket. If, if you have stadiums being taken away, um, I don't believe that um, that will be getting a lot of good public uh, support on that matter.
1: That will be maybe a move in, in, in the wrong direction. Yeah. Totally against that. Yeah, no, I, I, me too. I don't like to see this divisiveness. I don't like to see this kind of opposition. That this this could escalate, and I do think the two sides should do more to try and work together for the good of West Indies cricket rather than throw brick, brick bats. But that's 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 just me. Moving on, uh, something I we like the political situation where we're taking a wait and see attitude, but we must flag up is there's been a lot of reports coming out of India. Uh, economic newspapers in India, even on the f- uh, front page of this weekend's Financial Times in London, uh, genuine concerns about the finances of Dr. Vijay Malaya, uh, who's just bought a controlling interest in the Barbados Tridents in the CPL Reds. Yes, that story is not going away and um, it's getting bigger and bigger. Hmm. Um, and uh, I would think um, that Conde
0: Riley, who heads the Barbados franchise, uh,
1: Headlines in uh, India have talked about him having absconded from the country while he's in financial crisis. Um, all of these are clearly serious worries for the CPL, the Barbados government, and would put in doubt the Trident's involvement and financial viability for the 2016 CPL. But we will wait and see and hope that this is something that clears up. And even if there's problems with Dr Malaya, that the the CPL and the Barbados government can uh, respond accordingly so that it doesn't threaten Barbados and CPL cricket. And that report even indicated how many bags he
0: had packed onto the (laughs) (laughs) airline.
1: Yes, yes. Well, I don't know how many bags it takes uh, Reds uh, to count as absconding uh, or just going off on a, a, a long holiday. Um, I know myself. When I travel to the Caribbean, uh, I, I travel light. Uh, but I know my sister-in-law; she tends to go with three suitcases full. So, hey, we're, we're, we're all different.
0: Yeah, I suppose so. Um, it, it might be just um, someone, somebody a port, and Everything was multiplied by two.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll watch this space. Another uh, on, on lighter ground, a nicer ground, if you like. Uh, I was uh, pleased to read this week, Reds, that, that Chris Gales' autobiography is going to come out in June. Um, well, are you looking forward to that? What do you expect to see in there?
0: Well, I expect it to be juicy. <laughs> you know, I expect it to um, not uh, focus all, so much on cricket. He probably will carry his background. Right. Uh, but he's got to cover some of the elusive 2020 innings. He has played and other innings he's played. It depends on the, the writer um, to portray uh, Gail in, in, in the proper way. Um, it, it, it's it's going to be interesting to see what the title will be and how the PR department presents it to the cricketing world. But I would imagine that he will certainly have, um, you know, uh, his supporters. I would think that somebody might suggest that each school in Jamaica should carry a copy in their library. There are many primary schools and many <laughs> secondary schools, and that would be a good
1: start. Well, we'll have to wait and see, Reds. Um, depending, as you say, just how juicy it is, uh, it may not be uh, in schools. It may be in the uh, adult literature selection. Um <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> According, I, I back. <laughs> <laughs> well, according to one report I read, um, the book's uh, tentatively titled uh, Six Machine, I Don't Like Cricket, I Love It, uh, and has been uh, written in collaboration with the BBC's chief uh, sports editor, uh, sports writer, I should say, uh, Tom Fordyce. And uh, yeah, I think that I think... I think we'd be disappointed, Reds. I think many of his readers should be disappointed if he didn't tell us something about his colourful lifestyle. Yes,
0: um, you know he has had a, a very incident-packed lifestyle. Um, you know he was once the West Indies captain. He was not the West Indies captain. He was out for a long while until uh, the politicians got involved and uh, uh, got the matter finally solved. That was. Just taking much too long, the, the gale matter should have been solved uh, one way or the other much earlier. And that, that too much, yeah. took too much of time. But I do agree with you, he has a, he has a lot that himself and his writer uh, could present to, to, to the cricket and world.
1: Yeah, well, we wish him success in that. Just before we finish, uh, just before we start the recording, Red, you, uh, Reds, you started to tell me about Bruce Oxford uh, in, this, uh, in, this, in this warm-up game between Australia and, and West Indies. Yes, well, you, you had,
0: I think, a call by Rodney Marsh much months earlier that uh, the standing umpires in the shorter form of the game, especially 2020, should wear a face mask like the baseball umpires. Well, we didn't see a face mask today, but what we saw um, on the left arm of the the umpire was a huge protection. Mm. Um, Imagine a large tennis bat just to uh, kind of paint a picture. Oxford was wearing this, um, you know, as the ruling umpire. I don't think that one at square leg might have been wearing it until he probably, you know, got to the end of the over. But that was maybe a means of experiment um, to see how well it will go down, how easy it is uh, to carry and to, to protect oneself. Uh, there must have had some kind of experimentation in other uh, practices, situations. But uh, that was highlighted, um, that this was a new, a new way of the ICC to help protect the umpires in this very um, you know, power game of 2020.
1: Yeah, yeah. Time's almost up, Red. Um, I know you always like to thank our, our, our listeners in the regions. But while you're talking about things new, I know you've also got a, a new TV program yourself in uh, Saint Lucia.
0: Yes, it starts this afternoon on Sunday at five. It may go later on to evening viewing, but I, I'm very happy with the start. I've got ahead of the tourist sport, looking at sports tourism and fulling the rooms, the head of the Veterans Football Association. Um, there's Carifta swimming in Martinique, and the head of that association, and the coaches on. Yes, and they also have the former um, Olympic Committee President Richard um talking about uh, a major buy. They have bought their own building so they can stop paying rent, and they now have acquired a, a head office which they can use to help their national federations. I hope it's going to be a success. I keep my fingers
1: crossed. No, I keep my fingers crossed for you. Uh, what I will do, Reds, when I distribute this uh, this program around, I'll I'll set up the links that have been flagged up with the press release for Sports Light like with Reds Pereira. there's uh, It can be found on uh, uh, some streaming options. Uh, I will put those links so that people can hopefully find you and tune in, Reds.
0: Yes, and of course, uh, we must wish... All in the Caribbean, that take our podcast, um, the, the very best of week ahead. And here's hoping that the interesting result that the West Indies got against Australia um, will be an indicator that they'll be competitive and will not struggle to get to the semi final and will not struggle to get out of this uh, first hurdle of, of this zone. Grenada, well, they're not concentrating so much on cricket right now because they have the Caribbean. Track and field junior championships coming up, Mm. and that is their focus right now.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, There's lots of sport coming up, and uh, but of course, for our purposes, the thing that we're really looking to is uh, the first game for West Indies uh, against England on Wednesday. And uh, let's hope, from the West Indies point of view, I'm strictly neutral on this one, of course, uh, that uh, we'll be reporting a West Indies win this time next week, Reds.
0: Yes, and it comes at a good viewing time, so I think a lot of people will be up
1: early. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. We want to thank those viewers, those listeners, uh, for tuning in uh, to listen to us on uh, the Willow in the Windies, the Caribbean Cricket Podcast with Red Pereira and me, David Orm. And I hope you can join the pair of us again sometime soon. Goodbye.